The views and opinions expressed by various contributors to 98.5 CKWR and its radio programs are their own and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of 98.5 CKWR Wired World, Inc., its broadcasters, staff, or volunteers. Listeners are urged to use their own discernment and draw their own conclusions. Rob Daniels and welcome to Visions in Sound. Now for those that may be joining me for the very first time, Visions in Sound is a movie, TV, and video game soundtrack program that I produce each and every week right here on 98.5 CKWR. Well, here we are, show number 25 of 2022 and show number 1130 if you're keeping track that way. This week, we continue into June with a look at the music of... New Star Trek, or New Voyages, as the term may go. Over the last year, we've seen Star Trek return to the small screen in a fairly big way. While Discovery just finished its fourth season, we've seen Lower Decks as well as Picard finish their second seasons. And we've also seen two new series, Star Trek Prodigy and Star Trek Strange New Worlds, both enter the scene. So now first up, on tonight's or this morning's show we look at the music of Picard Season 2 the second season of the series features Jean-Luc Picard in the year 2401 when he and his companions are trapped in an alternate reality by Q as part of an ultimate trial for Picard they must travel back to 2024 Los Angeles in a race against time to save the future of the galaxy isn't that always the case now, the music here was written by Jeff Russo and was released on the Lakeshore label. So here's some music from Star Trek Picard with music by Jeff Russo.
from the second season of Picard. That's music by Jeff Russo. So if you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I'm on the Twitter at visionsound. You can also find me on my website, visionsinsound.ca. You can also be found on Good Pods. We're all a good podcasts are. Uh, it's a downloadable app that you can put on your phone or other such device. And you can also go on to Apple Music to find the show as well, which it'll probably be up in about uh, maybe two hours time. We'll, we'll talk on that in any case. So welcome back to Visions in Sound as this week we are looking at Star Trek New Voyages in a, in a sense. Um, up next is music from the second animated Star Trek series called Star Trek Prodigy. A group of teenagers steal a derelict space Starfleet vessel, rather, and use it to explore the galaxy. Now, this is a, this is a show generally um, geared towards kids, but there is some very interesting moments in it, and there is some nostalgia that, cop, that pops up at a few times. Now, in this case, the music was written... Uh, at least the theme was written by Michael Giacchino, and the series music uh, was written by Nami, uh, Nami Melamad. Now she is, and will, and she's going to be coming up in the next little bit as well. But she is the first female composer to compose for a Star Trek series. So there you go. 
Now, the music is actually available uh, digitally on Apple Music. At least that's where I found mine. So here's some music from Star Trek Prodigy. Back in a bit.
begin with a little bit of music from the television series Star Trek Prodigy. That's music by Nami Melamand. Well, if you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I'm on the Twitter at visionsound. You can also try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca. I'm also on Good Pods as uh, it's a downloadable app that you can put on your phone or other such devices. And you can also find me on Apple Music as well. Well, welcome back to Visions and Sound as this week's show looks at Star Trek New Voyages of a Sort. So before we get to our final score, here is an interview that I did with Nami Melamad, a composer on both Prodigy and Strange New Worlds. So here is this interview and she was such a joy to, to talk to. Have a listen. All right. So let's start with your musical background. Yeah, my musical background. Well, I, I uh, grew up in Israel and I played, uh, I joined the, the school orchestra in, in my school because there was a boy who played <laughs> euphonium. <laughs> and that, that's, you know, it's like a little tuba thing. And I wanted to be his girlfriend. So I was like, okay, I'm going to join the orchestra so that, you know, we could be friends. And that actually really worked out well. But I also liked music. I, I, this was the first time I played in, in a group setting, like right. not just me at home. And I was playing oboe, which is a very peculiar choice for a kid. <laughs> but it was really fun. And I played it for two years. Uh, and then I started playing flute because the oboe has those little reeds and they break all the time. So uh, flute doesn't break. Uh, so my mom thought it would be a fantastic idea. And I think she was right because flute fits me a little better, I think, with the whole, it's like open and it's, so yeah, it, it's, uh, it was fun. I, I played for, for many years. I also played piano and guitar and and uh, I started developing an interest in, in film music. I think it was around when I was 13 or so. And there was all those those big movies coming out, you know, Star Wars and Harry Potter and the Pirates of the Caribbean, Lord of the Rings. Like, so all of these like big epic, um, you know, some sci-fi, some some fantasy. Um, those have had such great music that I, I was very attracted to it and. I started playing those tunes on piano. I was like, well, you know, once you stripe out all the crazy orchestrations, you can totally play, you know, um, Gondor's theme on a piano, you know, it's doable. And then when I started playing it, I realized I could actually do it. <laughs> I can write something like that. And then I started writing. Um, so that's how it all kind of came about, <laughs> the idea of why don't I write music for Phil? <laughs> I can do it. It's you mentioned a few few uh, various things that got that kind of got got your interest, but how did you get an interest in Star Trek? In Star Trek, well, uh, sim- like because of the whole you know fascination with film music, I also listen to like you know YouTube suggests all sorts of stuff to you when you you know when you listen and friends and and I went to uh, the, uh, the so in high school we had like a music department and I, I was in it. Um, and I got to know uh, Jerry Goldsmith theme for, for the motion picture. Um, and then I get to know Alexander, uh, Alex Courage theme for you know, the original series. And then, you know, that was a little later on, but I got to hear Michael Giacchino's uh, theme for, for 2009. And then I was like floored by all of this. 
incredible music, but especially that Jerry Goldsmith one. I was trying to play that as well. I it's still like he's such a genius. Uh, and so and, and so that's how I kind of started, you know, understanding what Star Trek is, because at the beginning, you know, when I was like in the in the 90s, I was just a little kid. And I didn't understand anything on TV. Like, what's the? It was TNG, but it, it looks so weird. Like, there was like these these people with ears, and like, you know, I I didn't understand, and I didn't speak English, so I also didn't understand what they're saying. It was very weird, and everyone's wearing different colors. Like, you know, to a kid growing up in a different part of the world that wasn't a big it wasn't super accessible you know so I got to know Star Trek through the music of it and then I watched everything by the order of production so I, I started with um, the original series and then I went to uh, the next generation and DS9 and Voyager Enterprise uh, and then the, I, I kind of skipped the the animated series and then they went to discovery <laughs> and picard and laura dex and the prodigy well i i work on prodigy <laughs> and stranger worlds and I'm, I'm super super honored to be part of it now you know right well now the first the first time i saw your name in the credits was for the short treks q a so right. how did you how did you first become involved with that Ah, well, I have Michael Giacchino to thank for that because he's uh, he's been a great mentor and friend. And uh, when we started working together, it was on a different film called Amer An American Pickle. It was a, a Seth Rogen movie. <laughs> and uh, we did it. Uh, we started it in, in the early 2019, which is not too long ago, actually. <laughs> I think it was like three years ago. Um, and then uh, once he saw what I was able to do for that film... Um, he basically recommended me uh, to go to to do the short track, and so um, that that's how that's how it happened. And you know, they took a chance, and I'm glad they did because that led to a lot of great things. <laughs> okay, so now um, of course you've you uh, first working on 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 Star Trek Prodigy. So what did you feel that you brought to Prodigy that? Uh, um, different from other composed or uh, first of all it's a different series did you feel that you had to bring something different to it yeah because I mean so basically the, this is this show is kind of different from all the other Star Trek shows in a sense that it basically um, it, it's like it's introducing kids who are more familiar with like you know other science fiction uh, franchises, let's say. Um, and it's it's trying to, to kind of, uh, you know, get them familiar with, with what Star Trek is. And through Prodigy, they're going to go to watch Voyager because that's the, the natural thing that makes sense because of Janeway. Uh, and then through that, uh, started to be a conduit to watch the entire series and, you know, become Trekkies. So the, the original idea was like that we don't have to be super Starfleet. We don't have to be super Star Trek from the get-go. We have to sort of introduce it slowly. And it's okay if the music is a little further than what, you know, Star Trek music would be at the beginning. And so we slowly go toward um, a sound that is more Star Trek-ish. But then it also needs to be, like, really fun and really exciting and sort of help tell the story, but also in, in, in a fast-paced energy kind of, like, you know. And, and, and I feel like it's also because the animation was, it's very quick. You have to tell the story in 22 minutes, as opposed to Strange New Worlds, where you have to tell the story in 50 minutes. So that's 
a little easier with pace, you know, and, and so Prodigy has a lot, a lot to say and a lot to teach and a lot to, for, for children to understand in a short amount of time. And then while taking all of this into consideration, there's still the adult part of, of the audience like, like me who really love Voyager and, you know, feel this sense of nostalgic emotion when, when you see Janeway on screen, both Captain Janeway and Admiral Janeway and other legacy characters that are showing and, and will show. There is something that I wanted to do to service all of that because, you know, getting to see episode six with the, the Kobayashi Maru episode where, you know, you see Spock, you see Uhura, you see Beverly, uh, Crusher, you see all these these characters, Odo, we love all of them. And, and that episode allowed itself to be more track, you know, the, and the music totally, you know, I could totally go for stuff that, you know, that sound familiar to, to our audience, the, the older. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of a fun mixture to, to do that. To, to combine both the older stuff, but but also new. Yeah. Okay. Now, as a Star Trek composer, are you given guidelines? Oh yeah. To sure. to uh, to to work within. <laughs> get into. Yeah. Can you get into some of, of what those might be? Yeah, I mean, so it 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 varies between the two shows I work on. Uh, okay. So. For, for Prodigy, I would say that there is a little more guidance in terms of, like, uh, the showrunners are very, like, music-oriented. They write things with music when they, you know, when they write the, the stories and the scripts. They listen to a lot of music, and they're very familiar. And then our, our director and executive producer, like, he's also very, they're all very music-oriented. And every time we spot, they have very clear ideas. They're, like... You know, at the same time, they they totally give me freedom to 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 create and explore, and they trust me. But I I love that they actually you know they they give me like ideas. They're like, let's do this and that, and like, let's see if that works. And and then oftentimes it works. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's I should have thought about that. You know, I wish I did. So so they're very good about that. And obviously, you know, we have discussions like, you know, do we want to um, 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 evoke a certain feeling of a certain idea or, or like do we want to give a hint to a previous um star trek episode from a different show or from a different movie uh so we can we can you know sometimes we do that uh obviously with janeway <laughs> like, we did that uh and i i wanted like i totally wanted to, to be like i was asking myself so what would janeway's theme sound like after voyager like admiral janeway because you know, when we see her, this is like the, the direct continuation of, of what, you know, was in Voyager. So what would that theme sound like? And I explored the Jerry Goldsmith theme. You know, I listened to it like a million times to, see, to, to, to continue with something that would work in that world. So, yeah, more of that coming actually through the next 10 episodes, uh, which we're recording now. And then with, with Strange New Worlds, uh, I think there's a little bit more room for exploration uh, so Henry, Henry, um, uh, my showrunner, yeah. he's very, very open to like he's he's a great leader in terms of like you know he'll tell you if he if he doesn't like something or if he wants something changed, but otherwise he just lets you run with it, and I think that's that's really good because he he just you know he trusts me he knows that I I'll you know I'll do the right thing for the picture for the scene for the episode and we have a lot of particular themes for characters and 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 motifs for for storylines or for 
you know, so th these would be reoccurring, but we also have, um, because it's so episodic and, and every episode is, you know, there's a different mystery, a different puzzle to, to solve. They're in a different planet. Um, so there's like music that would be distinct for that episode. And, and then, oh, with Strange Worlds, obviously I, I can directly quote from the original series. Uh, and there is, there is quite, quite some fun stuff with that. As yeah, I, I actually have a question about that. Coming right. up. <laughs> but, I, but I wanted, we, we've touched on, on, on Strange New Worlds quite a bit. So, right. um, but before we do actually get touch on that, um, you are the first female composer yeah. to, be, to be associated with Star Trek. How does that feel? Uh, I, I feel great about it. Like every, uh, sure. <laughs> I feel great about being female. I feel great about being a composer and I feel great about Star Trek. So all these things align really well. Um, obviously it's a big responsibility, uh, because, um, first I, I'm, you know, I'm the first, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that will open the gate for many other female composers. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do feel it's a responsibility and an honor to be part of this like crazy legacy of like Terry Goldsmith, James Horner, Michael Giacchino, you know, Ron Jones, like all, all of the Dennis McCarthy, like I listen to Dennis McCarthy stuff. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> he's so good. Uh, so, so there's, there's like a line of, of great, great, great composers um, that come before me. And I kind of, you know, I want to honor them, but I also want to do something modern that will fit the current track that we're doing. Uh, kind of, you know, what we're doing in Strange New Worlds is like we're creating the original series that was supposed to happen mm -hmm. in, in 1966. Um, but we're making it in a modern way. And, and I think we're kind of doing, like, I wish we knew, like, how, how would they react if they, they saw what we're doing? <laughs> I hope it's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Star Trek has always been super diverse, so on screen. So I'm kind of happy that, like, now it's on the other side of the screen, too. So, yeah, that, that's, you know, <laughs> that's, that's great. That's recommended. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, now, Strange New Worlds comes along to you. And uh, I'm assuming that this probably was partially due to, uh, to your work on Q&A and on Prodigy <laughs> as well. Yeah. When were you told that you're now the composer on uh, on Strange New Worlds. <laughs> on Strange New Worlds, okay. So after I did the Prodigy pilot, um, I there was a, no, a, a call, like a reference, like a review call, um, and it it really didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they're really not happy with what I did because it was with Alex Kurtzman, and he never, he normally doesn't show up on like those you know review stuff, and but he had a bunch of notes, and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> like, this is not going well <laughs> because he basically started the call and like he had a note about every single you know moment of the first 10 minutes and I'm like oh god and then he had to go because he had another meeting <laughs> and I'm like okay well I survived that um and the meeting continued with my my showrunners um and then we finished a call and his uh, Alex's assistant emails me is like and 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 saying like hey can you jump back on Alex wants to say more <laughs> Alex wants to talk to you and I'm like oh god this is really didn't go well and then like you know out of the blue he's like well so we have this show <laughs> strange new worlds <laughs> and I'm like, 
Oh, I guess he did like what I did for Prodigy. Um, so that's how it happened. Um, yeah, he said that they love what they, I did. And so they want to offer me this one. Uh, and I was super excited about it because, you know, even before it was announced, I wanted to do this show. Like I wanted to be on the Enterprise. Like I love it. Like that's everyone's dream and it's my dream too. So I, I'm very fortunate to, to be on the Enterprise all, all the time, really. Like awesome. I feel like it's kind of my home, you know, kind of like Pike says at the very beginning uh, like sorry the, the end of episode one he's like the enterprise is my home so kind of uh, feel the same way at this point okay uh, this is an unusual time with covid happening and that right. sort of thing so how did you deal with bringing together uh, first of all do you work with live players and second of all how did you work how did you deal with the all the restrictions and the covid uh, things that were going on during this time Oh man, that's a good question. So yeah, with with Stranger, uh, we both we record both shows, um, like with with live players. Uh, Prodigy is being recorded in Europe, so it's remote anyway. And then Strange and World is being recorded here at Warner Brothers. Uh, so we did have a very strict COVID protocol where every player has to go through like a test the day either two days or one day before, and then you have to wear a mask all the time, and it's it's just you know. As, unless you're playing a woodwind or a brass instrument, but um, but yeah, it was. And then there's this COVID officer who's like, you know, kind of yelling at us um, uh, for not wearing, you know, if we're not wearing. <laughs> She's great. I love her. She's just doing her job. <laughs> but um, CBS has rules to make us like uh, safe, and so far, no one got COVID because of our session. So I'm really happy about that. So yeah, we'll see what happens next season. I, I kind of hope we don't have to do that, but it's too early to say mm-hmm. yeah well, now now uh getting back to to strange new worlds and the one question i was going to ask you about you have over 50 years of back catalog music to go through and that right. sort of thing um first of all that must be overwhelming but i do have to say that more than likely because i'm thinking that this interview will probably not be airing until the 18th of June, so the episode will probably be out. Oh, I really, I really liked um, your, your uh, referencing the Amok Time yeah. uh, theme, uh, themes from, from the original Star Trek. That was yeah. fantastic. But um, how often are you, do you have to ask permission to, you, to use those yeah. clues? Yes or is it is it more or less along the lines of, um, I'd like to quote the uh, the Alexander Courage theme here, and maybe a touch of Jerry Goldsmith over here, kind of thing. How does that work? Yeah. So as far as I, okay, so uh, with with CBS with Strange New World, CBS can you know they they own this music, Paramount. They they own this music, so technically we we can quote it. Um, it goes on a cue sheet, and so Gerald Fried or whoever is the original composer would still get the royalties for that use of, you know, so it's, it's legal. Um, and, uh, yeah. And in that case we had, you know, this was a request from, from the filmmaker. I mean, and obviously like that totally, you know, it calls for that music. You have to do this in this scene. There's no other music that could play. You can't play anything else there. It has to be this. Um, 
So yeah, and it was super, super fun. Um, Jeff, Jeff Russo, actually, he, he, he gave me the original because he has a bunch of like those original scores, you know, scan. So, so there's a PDF of that, of, of the actual, you know, handwritten notes of Gerald Fried. And I, I was so excited to, you know, again, I played it on piano and like, what do I do with it? How does it, where, where does it go? <laughs> uh, how does it, how does it interpret it into Spock's dream? So um, it was like very, so this, you're saying this will be after the episode. Yes. That's good. Um, so how does it, how does it fit in, into, into that battle with him and himself basically? Yeah. Um, like how do we make this, you know, intense? Um, so it was really, really fun to do it. Um, and, and then in regards to quoting uh, Jerry Goldsmith, I, I don't do that. Um, okay. As far as I know, you know, maybe this is just me, but like on Prodigy, we're not supposed to quote anything apart from Alexander Courage theme. Like that's the only one that we're allowed to quote. Right. Um, and they had to acquire like, uh, you know, <laughs> to, to clear that because um, this Nickelodeon, it's not it's not it. You know, so yeah. I'm used to not being able to quote James Horner or, or the movies or, or um, Jer- Jerry Goldsmith. So I'm I'm actually not sure about you know whether I'm. So I'm just refraining from that for the time being. Okay. Um, and with with uh, with the original series theme, well, I, I do that when whenever it really you know when the show calls for it. It, it will not be all the time. It will be right. kind of a sparse use because if you use it too much, it, it loses the impact. Exactly. Um, so you really have to choose the right moments to do it. And then I use, you know, I use the big statement, like the, sorry, the, the short statement. Dum, bum, bum. And then I, I actually chose to use the bigger line. Da, 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 right. So for that, I, I, I kind of go with that for for you know the enterprise, <laughs> and then the the three note. Um, uh, fanfare is is more more when it's about Starfleet or about hope or about like um, you know the meaning of Starfleet, the values of of what the Federation is about. Um, so so that's where where that use comes comes more um, in, into play. How would the score that you write today differ from one that you wrote when you first started? Uh, like on on Star Trek or in general? Well, let's just say in general. Wow, this is a really big question, and a great one too. I never. Wow. Well, I think today I'm more aware of of to serving to serve the picture way better than I used to, because when I was like I don't know when I started out and my first the first film I worked on I was like 22 maybe or 23, not too long ago actually 10 years ago. So um, I, I I don't think I quite understood filmmaking the way I do now because I watched so much since I watched like hundreds of movies like thousands of movies probably thousands of shows like. You know, I watched a lot, a lot, a lot. And that's the best way to learn, to see what the, the great people did before um, and how to shape a scene and how to how to really tell, focus on, on the characters and, and storyline and the emotion and, and what they're going through rather than my music. And I think when, when I was 22, it was more about my music. And now it's more about the, the art of everyone coming together, like in the direction, the, um, the acting, the... Um, you know, the cinematography, how, how does my music fit the cinematography the best? How does it fit the edit the best? So, so now I understand more about, you know, collaborating in order to tell the story. Your enthusiasm is amazing <laughs> when it comes to uh, um, just your music, but Star Trek in general. So, yeah. I mean, obviously you have the next um, season of, of 
Strange New Worlds to work on. But is there anything else in your future that you'd like to talk about? Uh, well, there's there's the next uh, continuation of Prodigy, and we have another season coming. So there's like, oh, God, 20, 27 more episodes that I need to finish writing, <laughs> which is quite a lot. <laughs> uh, and then I'm working on a big action film, which I cannot talk about yet. That's fine. But I'm really excited about it because it's, it's a major, major film, and we had like a really big orchestra for that. It was like 90-piece orchestra, the, the biggest I ever worked with and there was choir and so i'm super super excited about that um there's another film that i'm doing it's actually a romantic comedy so um it's so different than star trek and i'm very excited about that like you know doing something completely different and you know it will be with guitars and like kind of a a more sweet like kind of (laughs) low-key score which you know it should be fun like it i i really enjoyed doing like you know that that's part of why i love my job because i get to do all sorts of you know so many different things like i write thriller music and here i write romantic music and this is like horror you know there's like and yeah i mean not just within star trek like you know with with another projects as well so that's really cool comedy yeah i love that i love comedy (laughs) well uh i want to thank you for your for the time that that you've given me today and like i said your enthusiasm is is (laughs) it's it's all over this interview and i really appreciate that Thank you Thank very much. You. These questions are so good. Like a lot of them, I need to actually go back and think about. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you so much. This was really great. Yeah, it was. It was a great to speak to Nami. She was just so enthusiastic, and 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 very bubbly. I would I would have to say in in that case. Uh, but yeah, if you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter at visionsound. You can also find me on my website, visionsinsound.ca. I can also be found on Good Pods, a downloadable app that you can give for your phone or other such devices. And I can also be found on Apple Music. So yeah. How do I follow that up? Well, here is, I think this is a broadcast premiere. I can't speak to it specifically, but uh, this is, I think, the first time that this music is going to be played um, outside of the context of the show. Um, there is no word of a, of a soundtrack as of right now, but uh, it will be coming very, very soon, I'm sure, because this music is fantastic. As uh, as uh, my friend uh, uh, Eric Wood said, she has knocked the um, the music out of the park so often during this series. And believe me, this series, I really like the fact that it is episodic as opposed to having one story arc that goes over the entire season. It is really cool. And I have to admit, I actually... <laughs> I hate to admit this... But I, 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 the last episode, and I don't want to ruin it for those, but there is a character that returns that I was not expecting at all. I mean, throughout the episode, they were kind of hinting at this, that the, the fact that this character was, was possibly this. And I'm leaving it specifically vague because you have to see the series. There, there's seven episodes in of a 10, I believe it's a 10 episode season. This character surprised the heck out of me. I will just say that. So it's it was really cool to to have uh, to have that character return, and I'll just simply leave it at that. 
So here is some exclusive music from Strange New Worlds. I am so happy that, uh, that uh, um, and I have specifically Mary Grace from Costa Communications. She was a delight to, to deal with. And uh, thank you. I have to thank her so much for getting this music to me. Um, th- like I said, this is exclusive music heard here. On Visions and Sound, probably the first time broadcast outside of the uh, out, out of the show. So I'm really, uh, really happy about this. So here is some music from Strange New Worlds by Nami Melaman, and we'll be back in just a little bit.
Well, that's all for me this week. Thanks for hanging in, those that did. So as we continue into 2022, I hope as you're getting on with your day that you realize just how awesome you are. Never let anyone tell you any different. If you're ever not feeling right, there are people out there that care about you and are willing to chat. If not family, then some professional who can help. As Rocky said, nobody hits harder than life. I know from personal experience how hard it is for me sometimes to hit sit behind this mic week after week when I feel like no one is listening. I would never have made it this far without the support of a huge team of people behind me. If you or someone you know is in crisis and needs help, resources are available. In case of emergency, please call 911 for immediate help. The Canadian Association for Suicide Prevention, Depression Hurts, Kids Help Phone at 1-800-668-6868. All offer ways of getting help if you or someone you know may be suffering from mental health issues. Well, join me next week. As we continue into June with a look at some more or at some original remake scores. So we'll be listening to the original scores and then the follow it up with the remake of the film. So I'll end off this week's show with some more music from the absolutely fabulous Strange New Worlds. Thank you, Nami. I'll be back next week with more Visions in Sound.